Hello, it is the May 5th edition of the Come On Now MMA podcast, and I'm going to start off today with a Come On Now from former UFC fighter Brendan Schaub. Uh, what do you think the UFC will do if any of these athletes test positive or are asymptomatic for COVID-19? Thoughts on possible replacements? What do you think they do if it happens? They, well, I don't know. You just scratch it? What do you do? Because you look at these guys are in shape. You'd probably ask the other fighter <laughs> if they're comfortable <laughs> doing it. I would say yes. Yeah, but I would assume they scratched the entire fight. There's so many fights on this card, they're fine. As long as it's not like Tony or Justin. Mm. The main oh, event, I bet they would ask Justin or... That Jason. would be yeah. horrific. Okay. They would make it work. All right. I believe that is from the Below the Belt uh, podcast. I'm not, not real sure. I'm not real familiar with Shab's stuff. Um, but uh, I do enjoy... That the host just kind of mumbles under his breath uh, that that would be horrific at the at the after Shab offers his opinion that he thinks the UFC would just ask the other fighter to if they would accept the fight while his opponent had COVID nineteen, which I would definitely hope that that would never happen. I don't think it would happen. I think that would be entirely reckless, and I agree. It would be horrific if that question was raised. And I don't I I don't know. So that's a that's a that's a great come on now. Well, it is fight week for UFC 249. And that means Dana White is making the rounds in the media. And there's a lot of, let's say, friendly media speaking to Mr. White, which is par for the course since the uh, the shutdown here. Um, he's only really appeared on folks that would, uh, who would be considered friendly to him and uh, aren't going to push too hard and had a great, great, great example of that on the Menace and the Man podcast. And uh, yeah, here's what went down there and comment on it after, after you give it a listen, see what you think. NBA, MLB, Final Four, uh, March Madness, everything canceled. You were trying to put shows on. So, that we, you know, we appreciate you for that. I'm a huge Thank fight you. fan. So, I've been saying to Menace, like, yo, Dana White's like, I know you catch some flack sometimes, but no. Hero in my book. The fact that you were trying to keep fighting going and whatnot, amazing. Thank you. Because you like know, I, said, I talked about this before. The, the, only, the only people that are, that are really giving us flack right now are, are the media. And the crazy thing is, it's these fucking idiots that actually cover us. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> You, you know what's coming, right? So these guys have been mentioned. These guys are going to start getting laid off and losing their jobs. Then when they start losing their jobs, I, I bet they change their tune. Yeah, like that's something I've never understood is that they're supposed to be covering this sport. They should be doing puff pieces, if anything. They're always looking for like 
that salacious shit and the darkness and let me explain something to you and and I'm, I'm, I can't say this I can't be serious enough when I say this this is not a knock I'm not fucking you know trying to you know uh, be rude about this or whatever this is just a fact the weakest people on earth are covering the toughest sport on earth when you, when you read some of these stories that these guys write, Google them and go to images and look at them, okay? If you if you gathered every fucking weak person on earth, the wimpiest of the wimpiest, okay, and you put them in a fucking room together, these are wimps amongst wimps. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you expect them to say? Yeah. Exactly what they are saying is what you would expect from them. And not, I'm seriously not saying this to be mean. This is just a fact. They oh. are the weak. They are the weakest of the fucking weak. And and every time I read a story from these guys, it's I go, I'm at a point now in my life where I go, hey, look, look at this guy. This is exactly what I expect this guy to say. Absolutely. Okay. First things first on that one. Um, Dana White obviously thinks the MMA media should be his PR arm. Um, of course, the people that are covering MMA are criticizing White. And why wouldn't they? That's kind of their job. If you're an MMA media member and you are just towing the company line nonstop, um, you're not really doing any kind of media. You're just doing PR. So when there's something amiss or something um, disagreeable with the UFC, you cover it. Um, if you're someone like me, um, you cover it more in depth and that's kind of your whole beat. But that was a conscious decision on my part and I knew what I was getting into. Um, so that's kind of what I do. And why I do that is because not a lot of people do um, consistently. Um, so, and then, I don't know who the host of this is, um, Dennis Bermudez is one of the folks on this podcast, uh, but to say that the MMA media should do puff pieces on the, on the UFC is, is patently ridiculous. Why should that happen? Why should the media that covers the sport just do, do puff pieces? That's not our job. Uh, so people that would that cover Trump should all just cover him positive in, in a positive manner? No, 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 no. That's not how they, and that's not how the media works. I mean, yeah, there's people that that do that, and then there's people that don't do that. And the ones that don't just do consistent puff pieces, or keep blowing up the UFC in a positive way. You know, we need the people to to cover it in a uh, in in depth. We don't need just Dana White's doing a fabulous job, Endeavor's doing great, everybody's happy. It's all uh, puppy dogs and and roses. Not that's not the case, and that's not the MMA media's job. So, to say that we should do puff pieces is just asinine. White's argument that we're fucking idiots and that we'll change our tune when 
if and when we get laid off is also asinine. Um, why would that happen? Why would all of a sudden someone who has been laid off be be inclined to all of a sudden uh, tow the company line and, and fall onto the side of the UFC if they had never done that? That's a stupid argument. It has it has no basis in reality, nor does White's assertion that the the people that cover the sport are wimps. I don't understand why someone's looks or uh, physical appearance has anything to do with their ability to cover a sport. That makes no sense. Think about that. And it also paints a picture that, you know, he's just trying to imply that everyone is, you know, just uh, just uh, the wimpiest people in the world. And that's not true. And it's 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 uh, it 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 paints the MMA media MMA media with a, uh, a a simple brush. It's there's the argument's dumb, and I don't want to get into it too much because it's just stupid to judge someone's skills as a media member or a journalist because of how they look is just is just dumb. What does that have to do with anything? It has nothing to do. But if it makes you know. If it makes Dana White feel better, that's great. Good for him. I would say that Dana White needs to get a new writer. Um, maybe Chael Sonnen can help him out because these uh, these tropes that he's using are getting old. Uh, the MMA writers are wimps, getting old. I'm not going to tell the media anything, getting old. He needs some new lines. He needs to, uh, to work a little harder here. Um, just repeating the same shit endlessly is, it's, you know, his, his stand-up routine is not good. He needs to branch out. Do a little more, uh, do a little more work on that. He's got some smart people around him. Maybe they can help him out. Um, that wasn't the only silly thing that was said during this. And uh, we'll get to the next thing right now. Yeah, it's, it's a weird time, man. It's a, it's a really weird time. Instead of, it feels like instead of trying to find solutions and how to make this thing happen, everybody is uh, too afraid to be first or doesn't want to spend the money. Because really what's happening right now, if you look at putting on an event, it's a lot more expensive than it, than it was three months ago. Right. It's going to cost a lot of money to do this. And if you take Brooklyn, Brooklyn was a $5.5 million gate. So on this fight, we're losing five and a half million dollars before anything even before fucking we do one thing. We lose five and a half million dollars. All right, I want to address that five million dollar gate thing. That might have been true when it was Habib and Tony in the main event. That is not going to be true when it is Gaethje and Ferguson in the main event. Now, if it would have stayed in Brooklyn and Gaethje would have filled in for Habib, then yeah, that would have been a $5 million gate because the tickets were already sold. But once that, that, that fight card got scratched, no matter where you move this, unless you 
charge the same amount, and I don't think you can charge the same amount for an interim title fight as you could for a, a long-awaited Habib versus Tony Ferguson fight. So to think that this fight card would have been a $5 million gate, I, I think that's a fantasy. It sounds good, but I don't see that happening if, if, if the fight card um, was a uh, Gaethje versus Ferguson matchup from the get-go in the main event for an interim title. So that sounds great. Um, it's a great claim, but I'm not buying it. And I don't think White really believes that he could have had a $5 million gate with, with that as the main event. But it is what it is. And um, yeah, I just don't believe that, that that would have been the case. All right, here's some more on Dana White. Because, you know, if it's fight leak, why not talk to the the UFC president instead of the fighters? So he spoke to Yahoo here, and it's uh, Dan Wetzel wrote it. I, I don't know if this is from an interview with Ioli or if it's an interview that Wetzel did himself. But it is a Yahoo post. And this kind of stuck in my craw here. White said, I am still paying all of my employees. No one is living in fear of, oh my God, if I don't show up, if I say no, I'm not going to get paid. There's none of that here. You can talk to any of my employees. Nobody has been forced to work. You have to do, or you have to do this, or you have to do that. Nobody. Um, this is true because he is speaking about his employees. So if you're a UFC employee, you are getting paid. If you are a UFC independent contractor and you do not want to fight on one of these Jacksonville cards and they offered you the fight, you are not getting paid because you are an independent contractor and not an employee. And if you say, no, you don't want to fight for health reasons, for safety reasons, for any reason that makes sense to you at this time, you are not going to get paid. So this sounds great. Um, it makes White look like some type of hero. And if you don't know the, that the fighters are not employees, you are going to believe that the fighters are getting paid during this time, and they are absolutely not. Um, when uh, Kevin Ioli, this I think this was last week, Kevin Ioli mentioned a, a stipend for fighters, um, White laughed and said that they weren't doing that because they were going to keep fighting. But if you don't want to fight for safety or health reasons during a global pandemic and you don't say you don't trust that you're going to be tested properly, you're not going to get paid. So while this is true to a point, it discounts the fighters who are responsible for, I would think, 99% of the money that comes into the UFC, which goes to pay White and his employees. So without these fighters, these folks don't have, uh, they don't have paychecks. But yet the fighters, if they don't want to fight, they don't have paychecks. So it's a, it's a, it's an ugly, ugly way to run a business. And unfair to the people that generate the money. But again, 
it's a stretch to say that that um, nobody's been forced to work or you have to do this or do that to get paid. The UFC fighters definitely have to fight to get paid. Um, so that needs to be that needs to be pointed out, and that to just gloss over that in this story um, is is bad journalism because you should mention that the fighters, or at least ask White if the fighters are getting paid if they don't compete, if they don't feel safe. Um, because he's he's made this point that employees are, but Wetzel should know that, that the fighters are not employees. White also did a interview with Sports Illustrated, and it was, again, like these other interviews, friendly. Um, at one point, he's asked why he didn't cave to... Uh, and, and kept pushing forward with these events. And he responded, I've been through stuff that other sports organizations haven't, so I think it was easier for me to keep battling to put on an event. All these other organizations, they crumble as soon as there's any type of negativity. Um, the sports that are not active right now are not, are, are not competing for a handful of reasons. And none of those are negative negativity. Um, they are because those sports have a union, um, and also they have responsible people who want to make sure that everybody's as safe as possible before they come back. And those athletes' unions also want to do the same thing. So if you go to a union in any of the major sports and say, we're doing this whether you like it or not. Um, we're coming back, and it might not be 100% safe. They're going to push back and say, that's not going to happen. The UFC does not have that. So if White says that the UFC is going to come back, the UFC is going to come back. And if he finds a athletic commission or a state that says MMA is an essential business, then he's going to go there, and he's going to hold the event. And if you don't want to fight there, that's not his problem. That's your problem, and you're not going to get paid. So there's reasons that White is uh, able to do this while other sports won't or aren't able to do it. And one of them is that he doesn't have to answer to anybody other than the folks at Endeavor and uh, maybe the folks at well, definitely the folks at Disney and ESPN because they asked him not to hold the event in California while there was no state sanctioning commit um, state state sanction. So White has it easier than other sports, and and he can unilaterally say that they're coming back and won't get pushback. So that's 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 why he can do this, and other sports can't. Well, one of the reasons. One of the weirder things in this interview is that the last question here is, do you think you'll be criticized for staging this many events this quickly? And then White says, depends what channel you listen to. Completely different information. Don't even go on the internet. It's all over the map. You have people saying if you go here or there, you're going to get this thing and you're going to die. You have other people saying it's a conspiracy to get rid of Trump, that it's man-made. We don't really know that much more about the coronavirus than we did four months ago and I, I don't know this this just sounds 
again, like White is denying science that he's um, willfully ignorant of this fact. And maybe he is. Maybe he, you know, he did say a while back that he doesn't read. So maybe he doesn't read the news. Maybe he doesn't um, read what epidemiologists have to say about this. Um, who knows? But the willful, willful, willful ignorance doesn't cut it anymore. And to to throw this out that that you know some people say it's man made and some people say it's a conspiracy to get rid of Trump. Come on, come on now, come on now. That's that's just some Alex Jones level bullshit. And. Uh, that's really all I have to say about that that final comment there. And that one also deserves a... Come on now. I almost missed this one, but this is uh, another kind of weird thing that came up in that interview. He's asked... Uh, this is a Sports Illustrated interview. What precautions have you put in place for the, this next UFC event? UFC 249 goes through a bunch of stuff here. Um, uh, but then he ends with... If you're not comfortable coming back to work, you don't have to. It's not like we're in some dire financial situation. Like, that's why I'm pushing this. And that seems like a weird thing to say if you're being asked about safety. Um, I, I, We've seen multiple reports that Endeavor's in bad shape. Um, so maybe that was in the back of White's mind when he said this. But... Just a real strange thing to comment on when you were asked about safety to bring up a financial situation. Um, we know the UFC is fine because they keep 86% of the revenue from the from the events, or 84% in that range. Um, so to say this, um, I mean, why it's not... White's no dummy when it comes to this stuff. He knows he's planting a seed um, to make uh, everything look a little sunnier than it is for Endeavor. So it's a nice attempt. I don't think anybody that knows about Endeavor's issues um, and the layoffs there and the salary cuts is buying this. The UFC is not in a dire financial situation. And, you know, the UFC is not in a dire financial situation, but Endeavor, who is the majority owner, is. So it was a strange thing to say. So there was a, I believe, a UFC 249 media call today. Henry Cejudo was on that. Um, and if it's a Henry Cejudo interview, you know something stupid's going to be said. And indeed, something stupid was said. So Cejudo um, called his opponent for UFC 249, Dominic Cruz. Um, called him Dominique, Miss Universe, and Princess during the interview because it's funny, I guess, to uh, imply that he's a girl or a woman. And so he did that, and it's not anything new. From Cejudo. The problem, my biggest problem with this is it's just lazy and stupid. It's junior high level trash talk, and it's not going to. And if you think it works for a, against a professional fighter, especially someone like Dominic Cruz, it's not going to work. So 
Um, I mean, it, it, it's just dumb, lazy, juvenile, not going to work. So it, it's not cringy and, and it's just stupid. It's just stupid. And Cejudo should just shut up on this. It's, it's a dumb way to, it's a dumb way to trash talk. It's the lowest level trash talk you can get because it's so simple. But if that's his shtick, okay. But don't get offended when people think that you're an idiot for, for, for the trash talk attempts. So again, uh, Henry Cejudo lands another, uh, another one on the MMA dumb shit list. And, you know, that's another come on now. But, I mean, if Henry Cejudo's talking, you can probably count on at least one come on now for, for per interview. A few days ago, I mentioned that I thought the UFC fighters at this time were in a, uh, a good spot to push back on the UFC and get more money because of the lack of fight cards during this time and the fact that the UFC is pushing these three events in uh, in one week in Jacksonville and that the UFC definitely needs fighters now more than the fighters need the UFC um, because without them, there are no events and without them, there are, there is no income for the UFC and Endeavor. Um, and Mike Chiapetta at MMA Fighting explained also wrote about this um, in uh, yesterday at MMA Fighting, and he talked to um, Lucas Middlebrook, who is a labor and sports law attorney, and he was involved with um, Leslie Smith and the and and the drive to organize the fighters uh, a while back. And what he had to say is is kind of along the same lines. And here's what he had to say. The UFC's apparent rush to hold events during the early stages of a global pandemic could have created the singular moment in which successful organizing drives tend to thrive. Typically, organizing drives are catapulted by one or two defining issues that cause workers to band together. Um, And this would have been one of those times. It was a safety and health issue. Um, It was a money issue. And it, it did not come to fruition because uh, as we have seen the UFC fighters cannot get together and present a united front for whatever reason um, maybe it's the nature of the sport because it's individualistic maybe it's the fact that these folks need money more than they need to organize and look past the uh, current time and look into the future and see that they can benefit others. Um, maybe it's the threat of being released from the UFC because everyone knows the UFC doesn't like folks who make waves. But whatever reason, it didn't happen and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, and that's what Middlebrook says here. Unfortunately, the UFC fighters are dependent in large part on what the UFC unilaterally decides and implements, whether they agree with it or not. 
and the UFC, like any employer, is focused on a return of revenue, whereas a fighter union would balance that against the health and welfare of its athletes. Um, in the end, Middlebrook finished with saying, um, the UFC makes money price precisely because of the fighters, not management. Management may do a fine job of organizing cards, securing venues, and marketing the company, but without the athletes, there is no UFC. These fighters have more leverage than they realize, but it takes a cohesive approach. Um, I, would in, I would encourage you to read that story. Uh, Mike Chiapetta on May 4th, the MMA fighting. It's called For UFC Fighters, a Lengthy Hiatus, a Missed Opportunity, opportunity to Leverage Strength. Um, I, th- I agree. I agree with that, that statement. Um, but like I said, it's a dicey proposition because if the fighters on these cards say no, they're not going to compete someone will say yes and without an entirely united front the UFC is just going to keep calling people until they can book 12 or 13 fights for a fight card if it's not an ideal fight card they'll just say that you can't dismiss the card before you see it you know that's stupid blah 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 which they've done many times and just go about their business because to them and to Dana White and the rest of the UFC staff and and upper management, the three letters are more important than the fighters. And they'll just just keep doing business as usual until they, uh, they get enough fighters that will fight and then they'll just move on. And if you were one of the people that pushed against it, UFC fight, UFC contracts are not guaranteed, and there's a pretty good chance that if you push that push back, that you're not going to be with the promotion for very much longer after that. So it's unfortunate, but that's the way the UFC does business and has done business since it um, since you know the uh, Fertitas and Zufa and White. Um, took over. It's always been more important, the three letters, than who, than whoever's in the cage. Uh, uh, well, I've hit the 30-minute mark here. Um, I have a bunch of other stuff that I want to discuss, but I try and keep these daily things to uh, 30, 35-minute max. So I'm going to cut it off for today, um, get back at it tomorrow, see what we have to, uh, to cover. Uh, until then... Stay safe.